Hello! Welcome to another episode of Topics of Interest. I'm your host, Michaela Starrett. <laughs> I don't know why I said that funny. Um, and today's episode is going to be about relationships. That's a big topic, um, so we're going to narrow it down. Don't exactly know how. I have a couple of handful of notes here, but likely at the end of this, I'm going to be looking back with hindsight and then name the pod because I have no fucking clue right now. Anyways, updates. I update Aroonies right now. Um, Feeling better emotionally, mentally, physically, which is good. I went on a sunrise hike yesterday. Not that anyone gives a shit, but I did and it felt great. Um, I am in the Rocky Mountains. I feel like I updated that last week. Yeah, because I was recording by the river. I am in the Rocky Mountains. It's lovely. Good choice. You know, lots of emotions come along with that, but I'm so happy that I made it out yesterday for the sunrise hike. It has done wonders for my mental health. Today, I got my ear pierced. Ah, I got, well, I specifically got my conch, okay? I have my earlobes. I got pierced last year, but I also have like my septum, helix, dath, rook, and I've been, my conch fell out in the middle of COVID. Story time. So I went to the washroom, look in the mirror. It's like 5 p.m. I see, obviously, myself staring back. But I'm like, something's wrong with my face, right? I then was like, hmm, what is that? And then I realized my fucking piercing was missing at 5 p.m. Like, I had been awake for, I don't know, maybe seven hours, okay? Where is it? I don't know. So I was like, it's probably lost. I was like, Kate, the only place it could possibly be that I might find it would be my bed because if I lost it walking around anywhere it's a fucking lost cause right so by just in case I figured okay I'll just check my bed lo and behold it was there I found the fucking ball which if you don't know it's like a barbell the stick thing that goes through your ears and then the balls at the end one of them screws off okay so I found not only the barbell part with the ball attached I found the rogue ball that had popped off and I was like, okay, first off, gratitude, because that's highly unlikely. I found it. But then I tried. It's COVID. So nothing's open. So I can't just like go to a piercing parlor. And the problem is, is I paid $20 to get this done. I know. Judge me if you will. But it was great. I had other piercings done by this place. It was like discount Saturday. And I had gotten this piercing done. But it had always been irritated since I'd first gotten it about a year and a half prior. Because I got this conch on my left ear and then a rook on my right ear and then proceeded to not heal properly because obviously you sleep on both sides a bit of a mess but so it was already red and irritated I wanted to go to a piercer to like have them look at it and hopefully put it back in but it's COVID everything's closed so I frantically like you know what let's find them we're gonna slide in the DMs so I found this piercer slid into his DMs was like hey listen I totally understand like you can't give advice. You have to see a consultation. You have to see me in person. Like, absolutely. Like, no one gives advice over the internet. Okay, I get it. I'm not going to sue you. Bro, help me. Okay? Because I am SOL. Okay? All out of luck. Everything's closed. Not a piercer in sight. I need help. And see, luckily, was like, obviously, you should say someone in person. And I can't really evaluate. And this is not advice. I get it. I get it. I get it. Just help me. Um, I'm not going to sue you again. He did. He was like, okay, try to put it back through. You can try. If it starts to hurt or you have to force it, it's not a good idea. Leave it. So my sister, who, by the way, very squeamish. Okay. Very, very squeamish. I lie down. Her boyfriend's over also. He's watching this whole thing unfold. I'm down. I give her the barbell. I'm like, and just jam it through. Okay. Just like one, two, three, go. <laughs> She's like, 
again, not a fan of any of this. And so I'm lying there. She tries to stick it through and I'm like, oh my God. It had like, I think because it was already irritated and red to begin with, hence why it probably popped off and fell out of my ear. Um, it wouldn't go through and I'm like, like, oh my God, no, it's way too painful. It's like, well, you just, you can't flinch. Okay. If I'm going to try to do this and she's all getting it on me like an older sister does. And like Kevin and meanwhile is on the side, just staring. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, great day. Anyways, um, actually super shit because I lost my conch RIP that day. And here we are. Okay. That was April, May of 2020. It is now October 28th of 2021. And I finally got my conch repierced today. The guy was like, yeah, no, cool. I can repierce it. Cause I know sometimes you can't, um, in the same spot. I think this was actually just a little bit off from where I originally got it done, but totally fine. I love it. It's great. And I'm just saying that because I keep bonking it or my hair keeps collecting on the left side of my body behind. Um, and it's really annoying. So anyways, I'm gratitude, gratitude. I'm gratitude. I'm grateful for that highlight of the day went proceeded to go to a coffee shop and write had a little bit of a cafe cafe it was good so that's where we're at and if I end up just yelping in pain throughout this episode because I accidentally hit it or something that's why okay so that's where we're at I know you all were just dying to know that information but now that that's over with, we can jump into the topic of today's episode, which, as I mentioned, is relationships. Okay. I don't, I have to slow down, deep breath. Okay. All right. So today's episode is relationships. It's a little bit, it's more of like where. I'm at thinking about them and it was inspired by a little bit of an exercise I did a couple of days ago. Like I said, I'm going to have a very hard time trying to provide you with a little bit of a synopsis also mama that's at the moment for you that aren't French because <laughs> obviously I'm so great. Um, yeah, I'm not going to have a summary or anything for you right now because I don't really know what's going to happen. But trying my best to give you somewhat of a summary before diving into this. I think it's going to be focused on my perspective and where I'm at, which is currently not to being in a relationship. I have not been in, I've been in one relationship and it was a year and a half. I'm almost 25 in less than two months. Um, then some general topics about maybe searching for someone, how to find the quote unquote right person. Do you believe in more than one right person? for you and then I think I'm gonna then scooch into the territory of like loneliness and the topic of or the the dilemma and the paradox of the idea of being like perfect before you find a relationship or being completely healed before you get into a relationship um like being okay on your own before you find someone and all of these other things that I feel like as a single person come up quite frequently from people who are currently in relationships um, or just like media and you know the world at large and these messages that were given so that's kind of the general trajectory that I have written out for today for this episode. I'm going to start where all of this started and the idea of why I want to talk about this topic. So I love Shan Booty. If you don't know who she is, YouTuber, 
she is a sexologist. She's not just a YouTuber. That's just where I found her. Um, she is a sexologist. She has a YouTube channel. It's fantastic. Follow her on IG, all the stuff. She's great. And she has an awesome book called Game of Desires. I have not read it. I say that like I read it. I just like her. Um, buy it because if you like the topic, why not? Right. Um, I cannot verify because I haven't read it, but I did kind of skim through it a little bit. And I believe there was this one part from that book, this exercise where she basically had people she was working with uh, write out what they were looking for in a partner. And it was like basically narrowing it down to, I think, top five or top six, like must have non-negotiables. I can't, again, verify because I don't have the book in front of me and I didn't actually fully read it. So two X nays, but... Um, that's where I kind of was, this idea was sparked from. I was thinking about that. And also I think for myself of being really lonely and like, do I want to be in a relationship or not? And just kind of having that come up a lot for myself, it has me thinking about these things and relationships and like myself, all of these, whatever. In thinking of that and that exercise coming to mind, I kind of realized like, I've never actually written out what I'm looking for in a partner or like what I would want basically. And (laughs) I know I've heard other places as well, just like over the years on the internet, whatever it comes up where people will be like, oh, they have like a whole list. They have a list of like must haves or, you know, everyone has a type or what they people they kind of go for or must-haves like even if you haven't written it out like in your head you kind of have who the idea of the person you're probably attracted to or the types of people you're attracted to I think also as we get older from what I'm told that list tends to drop off to being like are they a good person and like that's the main thing um but anyways the point of this being I decided for the first time to actually write out what I'm looking for because For me, I haven't really spent a ton of time reflecting on relationships because I grew up in a household where uh, no one gives a shit whether I get married or have kids. Like just straight up, it's not a pressure that's put on me at all. Like every once in a while, I'll be asked like, hey, like are you bringing a plus one? Or like, oh, is there anyone in your life? Like I'm talking maybe once every year to a couple of years and that's it. Besides that, it's just, it never comes up. And it doesn't matter. So I think that's like really important to mention off the get go. And more importantly, when I was being raised, I was raised as a tomboy. And I think I've mentioned this probably in other podcasts as well, but I'll reiterate here just in case. Um, I was raised as a tomboy, basically. I was like the sporty kind of daughter, basically. And I was supposed to be interested in sports my mom really wanted me to be interested in science and in math and things like that, like STEM, blah, blah, blah. Like basically, um, not the girly girl kind of daughter as it were. And that's the way I was raised. Um, and I didn't like play with Barbies. I never played house, like none of that. It just, it was never a part of like my world or life. So I've never pictured myself getting married. Um, I never pictured myself with kids. And I kind of realized how little I pictured myself actually being married until maybe a couple, like when I was 22, because I'm currently 24, maybe about two, three years ago when my sister was showing me like, oh, like, have you seen these wedding dresses? And she was just like looking at them and sent me them. And I realized I never even pictured myself getting married once. So I would have no idea where to start 
in terms of like a dress but there's a lot of women when you talk to even if like being married isn't a huge piece of their life I feel like at least the women I've spoken to or see online like they have an idea of oh I would kind of want this type of dress or this or that I literally never thought about it once like it's just so off my fucking radar like I don't care about being engaged I do not care about getting married and I do not want to have kids right now and I doubt that's going to change I feel like now that I'm a little bit older and I've been in a relationship I could see myself maybe getting married for like logistical purposes not because I really need to to feel complete within myself but like legal purposes mostly or if that person it really really mattered to them depending on the way it mattered to them obviously but I could see myself if I met the person that made me want to get married sure I would do it but like again it's not really a goal of mine I'm more concerned with finding a life partner and someone that I just want to be with because I love being around them and for as long as I want to be around them. So regardless of whether that's like 5, 10, 20, 30 years, um, just finding a person that I really love and really like to get along with and hopefully have them around, around as long as I can or I guess as long as they're meant to be around kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a bit of background of my perspective to this because my, my upbringing obviously is going to heavily shape my views and my approach, um, and my answers or like what I'm talking about and the way I'm speaking of it. Um, and especially because I don't think, I really don't think I fall in the norm with this either. So yeah, just, it'll help make everything to make more sense basically. Um, but yeah, I basically realized like, oh, I never really thought about this. I never pictured getting married. I hadn't really thought about like who I would want to be with, but now, and like having been in a relationship and being single again for a little while now, I am thinking more about relationships and not in a way of like, oh, I need to find one right now or whatever, but just asking myself, do I want that? And if I do, what do I want from it? And I was like, oh, I don't even know really where to start with this. So I I made this list of basically the qualities that I wrote out what I would be looking for in a partner. Um, And it was based off of this list. And I think I've heard this a couple of places, not just Shan Booty's book, but like of writing down excuse me, hold on. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I had to burp and I didn't want to do it in the mic. Also, I'm definitely not going to edit this very much. So sorry. Um, yeah. So I've heard it a lot of different places of like, you're not really supposed to have like a lot on your list and this and that, and you're not supposed to have like an endless long, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Um, but I've never actually written it out. And so it's interesting because I did this for the first time, like last week and it just brought a lot of clarity to me um, because having written out the qualities or traits that I would look for in someone that I'm interested in, it makes sense then reflecting back on the people I am attracted to or I end up liking or the people where I'm like, oh, I really like them and I feel like I should because they're a good person. But for whatever reason, it's just a no, like there's something about it that's off it's interesting because writing this out, I can kind of go back and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense actually now that I have like a bit more language for it. Also, I also don't believe you need to have a steadfast reason sometimes. For me as someone who goes with their gut a lot, sometimes it's just like you don't have a clear reason because you don't know yet. But like if you're, if this is a very clear no or like you're not feeling good about something, like I don't think you need to have a steadfast reason like particularly in dating and relationships. Um, But I mean, that's my opinion. And also, again, that's from someone who doesn't really need to get married nor see that as a priority. So different perspectives and approaches 
But anyway, so I'm just going to talk about walking through how I did this, why, like what I, I don't know if I'm going to go into detail about my actual answers just because I don't think I want to share that, but we'll see. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. Um, but I started off with like how, cause I didn't really know how to start this exercise cause I wasn't going to read the book obviously, or really go about it other ways. I just was like, okay, hey, I'm just going to write about it in journal. Um, so what I first started writing was like, what do I want from a relationship? And what do I see? Like, how do I want to feel when I am in a relationship, basically? Like, so rather than thinking about qualities of a specific person, I started with like, when I picture myself in a relationship, what does that feel like on my end of things to start with? And how I want to feel or how I want it to function in my life as a part of my life. So I started with writing that out and I ended up giving about four or five-ish reasons or reasons um points like bullet points of like how I want to feel um which I will dive into a little bit later not my exact points but like interesting perspectives I guess on maybe a broad examination reflection on why I have the points that I do but it was, it ended up making like a lot of sense to me. I think in a couple of regards, number one, like what my fears and worries are with being in a relationship. And as someone who naturally I am more apprehensive to being in relationships, I am, my attachment style is a fear, fearful avoidant. Um, I, ha- but it depends on who I'm like, who I'm talking about. Cause I have different attachment styles for my friends, siblings, parents. Um, so that's why like it, it really depends on the relationship. This isn't like, oh, this is who I am in every type of dynamic. But I think when it comes to romantic relationships I think I'm secure for the most part but I do have a tendency depending on the context or the intimacy or maybe like a situation that comes up if I end up getting triggered my response can fall under the category of um, fearful avoidant depending on what's triggered or what the context is Um, so yeah a lot of like it's really interesting like my fears when it comes to relationships or my worries or concerns about potentially being in a partnership with someone it really was reflected in the ways that I wanted to feel and the ways I did not want to feel in a relationship, which I wrote both of those out. So I think that was really important and illuminating. Also a side note, the reason I'm doing this, which I hope is clear, it's just, if you want to learn from this and you want to do this exercise for yourself, go ahead. If you're just curious or bored or want to know, I mean, here you go. Okay. Hopefully it's entertaining or you learn something. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of also why I'm saying this is if you want to walk yourself through this, I found it helpful and really interesting. If you don't, mazel tov, okay? doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so very illuminating. So I started off with how I want to feel generally in the relationship, kind of thinking about like my side of things, not so much like, oh, what do I need this other person to have? It's like, okay, well, this is a function in my life. So I'm going to start from there outwards. It's similar, similarly, like if I go on a date, I'm not, again, okay, I don't really have a lot of social anxiety and I've never had to worry too much about other people liking me. Obviously, it's a human natural like tendency it comes up for me for sure but I gotta be honest like pretty much every date I've ever gone on I've never really worried about them not liking me I'm always like do I like them that's the always the question has always come up um so again a bit about me important background um oh my god I lost my train of thought okay yeah so that's why I kind of started from that perspective or now you know looking back makes sense why I kind of started there And then moving on to the qualities I would want to find in a partner. I kind of have, so I did this a little interestingly. I started off with just like qualities, like what are the first things that come to mind for me, you know? Um, 
And so I wrote, I ended up having like three kind of, really three kind of four, but really three like highest, high, high important qualities that I look for when I'm going on dates and the type of person that I want. And I, okay, again, I'm not going to share, I don't really feel comfortable sharing all of the intimate details because I am not in a relationship right now. Like if I had someone I was dating, I probably, probably would feel more comfortable because I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm taken. <laughs> but I also am like mildly nervous about being manipulated um, in future, <laughs> hashtag being a woman. So I'm not going to share. <laughs> oh, too fit, classic. Um, all of the details. Okay. But I ended up writing three really top important qualities for me. And then I wrote a fourth that was kind of like honorable mention. So I wrote that one um, because it was it wasn't quite as important as the top three, but it was like, ooh, it's still like I need this, but it kind of was like intermingled with the with the top three. Um, but I still saw it as separate, but not necessarily as important. So ended up kind of three, kind of four. And then after that, I kind of wrote down, um, I don't know if there's so much qualities. No, they're not qualities. So the first like three, four were qualities. I then wrote down five bullet points after that of what was coming to mind that was important to have. And I think it's not qualities, but it is like lifestyle slash their level of healing and the way they live their life and their value system. Um, So I think that was kind of the next five bullets. So it wasn't like clear, like, oh, like um, a like high like not high achievement um ambition or like kindness or uh, patience or like you know those like physical qualities of a person that they can have it was more of like the way that I things I kind of need them to have slash need them to live if you will I feel like an obvious one for me which doesn't really threaten me is like just like one of them was has phys- has some type of physical, mental, spiritual health practice. Um, I'm not really necessarily specific about what that needs to be. It used to matter to me a little bit more when I was younger. Um, but just like because I value health very highly, it's like, okay, in a partner, I'm going to need that. But that makes sense because that's just how my whole life is shaped. So it becomes more of a compatibility thing. So that's what I mean. Um, just because I'm not sure if I'm making this completely clear. Whereas the first like three, four were like specific qualities like patience or ambition of like that specific person that I'd be looking for. So I wrote out those. Um, there was another kind of quality. I don't didn't know really where to like have it fall in. But like, again, another thing that was kind of like ended up being like, Kind of, I didn't know where to put it. I didn't know if it was a lifestyle thing. I didn't know if it was a specific quality of that person. But then after kind of writing these through, it was basically like whatever first comes to mind, write it down. Okay. Like, and I had like little explanations. I didn't have a 20 bullet list and they kind of were in different categories. But after doing all of that, I ended up writing down like, what am I looking for with like five short little points or sentences? Um, like, one of them, which I, again, don't actually mind sharing this one, is being sexually attracted to this person. Um, they have to be attractive to me. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks, right? Because it's me. But that's a non-negotiable for me just because personally, I find it easier to connect with people. Um, like that's not an issue for me at all. So for me, it, like I know it's shallow and I know a lot of people are like, oh no, that can grow. No, for me, like my health my sexuality is an important part of myself and like if the whole point and difference 
for me between having a partner and having a friend is are you sexually attracted to this person point blank period okay so I feel like most people would agree um, assuming you know your own sexuality is important to you because obviously if it's not then you wouldn't need that Um, hence why everybody's different and that's totally fine but for me that is a really important factor so um, it isn't necessarily like I didn't write a specific quality or like trait in regards to what that means but like whatever causes that it's important to be there so yeah that was like one of them um I wrote a little bullet point about that just to explain a little better but anyways at the end of writing this out it was really interesting because when I then went back to like look at the qualities of the person I was looking for or the type of lifestyle or um how I want to feel in a relationship it just felt really illuminating and Oh my God, I'm so gross. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, And not because I didn't know these things already. Like these are all things I knew like subconsciously or like consciously, but like I haven't collected the pieces and formed a sentence with it yet. I had all the language and words for Um, it just like writing it out. Now it's like, oh yeah, I can clearly name it because I've taken the time on my own to reflect and name it separately. So in a moment, when I'm picking up on things, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a no. Like I know why again, for the example of like, say patience was one of your qualities. If you're on a date with someone and you're like, say they pick you up in their car or whatever. Um, and you're at a stoplight and someone's crossing the road and they're kind of, and they make a comment where they're like, oh my God, could you hurry up? You sitting there like, oh, okay. If that's something that's really important for me to have in a person, that's going to be like a yellow flag or a red flag, depending on the context and depending on your preferences in the person. Um, but that would be like, oh, something to pay attention to, you know, if like, oh, is this someone I do like? I don't like, let's find out. But that's something you would like pick up on, you know? So that, that type of thing where I'm like, oh, I haven't had the name, language, whatever for it. This is why I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot. So if you can do that exercise and you haven't before, because I never did. And as someone who didn't really, hasn't really cared about it, um, I just didn't see, feel the need to. And now that I have it, like, I just found it really interesting, especially as moving forward in deciding of if I want to ha- be in a relationship, if I don't, um, at what point do I want to, what do I want it to look like? How do I want it to feel? It just makes me feel like a little bit more prepared for what I'm looking for. And then also if I find something and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel completely correct for me maybe this like helps me to understand why ahead of time so then if you go on dates with people and you're like oh like I feel like I need a clear reason as to why you're like oh now I know because they didn't have enough in this department which is one of my top three you know so I would encourage you to do so if you've never just because it was really valuable for me again not gonna force you to do anything because I fucking can't but it was cool. And I did it. Do it when you can. I mean, it took me, I bought her book a year and a half ago, Shan Booties. Um, and I haven't done it. Also, I've been interested in like relationships and sexuality and sex and like life and connection and humans like my, for the, like really heavily the past like five years. And this is the first time I'm doing it. So, you know, I'm not going to judge you if you take another five. Um, okay. That was interesting. That whole doing that exercise is really what like spawned me into this podcast episode and wanting to talk about it because it was just I found it incredibly valuable. Um, As I've said 10,000 times. And I think it's interesting because 
I'm going to talk a little bit more, a little more meta now of one of the points of being a woman. And I've seen this come up on TikTok a couple of times because that's also like these things coming up and me feeding into them on TikTok, which I need to stop doing because the algorithm is getting me. Um, they're, they're talking about like feminist issues and women's issues, which I'm all for intersectional. Okay. We're not talking about white supremacy, feminism, important distinction. Um, but nonetheless, under that topic, there are these points and a couple of them that had brought up, uh, the point of like how, uh, men, again, this isn't like, (laughs) I, I don't, this is just videos I saw, but they talk about how like men now are like saying it's harder to harder to date it's always obviously been harder to date for men just because of like women it's easier to find someone to sleep with or a partner than it is for men um for like power differences and whatever um so there's that which has always been a thing I explained that really poorly I'm sorry I got distracted my socks are falling off but anyways um so but now specifically of like women not really wanting to be in relationships with specifically I'm talking like cis hetero men um again white lens because I'm white um yeah and so it's interesting because one of the points that were brought up is like this is the first time in history that women don't need men um that we are have been recognized as humans in the 19th century or the 20th century actually sorry and um had rights to vote for white women in the 1920s i believe for black women in like 1960s or 70s um it was 1975 when a woman for the first time didn't need a man to get a credit card um so that means you could get a line of credit which means you can function in many ways in society on your own and that wasn't until 1975 so if you didn't know that there you go um so this is the first time where like really generations of women who are interested in dating cis hetero like type of like the normalized heteronormative type of relationship structure um don't need men so it's interesting because it then like one of this it was actually a man bringing this up um because like (laughs) for the first time men actually need to be likable and a lot of them aren't necessarily likable not saying i agree with that okay it's just like this tiktok video him talking about this and then i had it pop up in a couple other ones talking about this issue about like dating and the dynamics of it and how it's changing but it's true like it is an important like point to reflect on because it is the first time in history that women don't need men and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I guess as being a single woman and like again this is also loaded with like my own perceptions of relationships and things like that but I think a difficulty and part of the reason like I haven't want I don't have a desire necessarily to be married um is because I don't I don't have a desire to do like a lot of work around the house I don't really have a a desire to be a homemaker or and I don't really want to have kids so those are like huge reasons you would probably want to get married is to have someone secure to be there with you for you to help take care of your family and everything and then obviously there's the like personal reason so that's not the only reason or the main reasons a lot of people get married but for a lot it is and historically that's been it up until this point so now that things have changed and that I don't fall in that category of like I guess normal expected desires it's interesting because I think part of like the questions that come up for relationships are like the worries of it holding you back, especially because like statistically men are happier in being married and women are not happier being married again in a cis hetero context. 
um, and that men live longer because of relationships. And again, it kind of all like, which again, being a woman that exists in the world that also dates cis hetero men, um, and me being a cis hetero woman, it's like, I experienced that, like this sense of like, okay, this is going to upset you and a guy like, okay, goodbye because it's just going to get worse from here. Um, if you're willing to listen, I would like to learn. Here we go. <laughs> but just like end up having to take care of guys and like little emotional labor and like all of these other things that women have to do for men um, outside of the context of romantic personal relationships, like work relationships, people you see around, people you have to like live with that you come across in life, like roommates, like whatever the context is and having to obviously interact with men. It's like something that happens frequently even as someone, even as a woman who is single, like it happens to me a lot where it's like then also seeing older women who, again, it's a different generation, a bit of a different time, but a lot more often than I see equal or, or the opposite is like women doing more emotionally and like invisible labor than men do and burning out from it and feeling exhausted and then unacknowledged as a result of this. Um, and like showing up like emotionally for the kids, all of these little things like and then, you know, women getting the label of being a nag of um, being crazy of being like controlling or like demanding or like too attached and jealous and like all of these labels that women are given and hysterical historically that I think as someone who is a younger woman in this weird transition period and again it's not that there aren't men that exist like i'm uh, this is not a podcast saying men don't exist like this this is just a discussion on this very real new dilemma that is coming up of like in when looking for a partner in relationships there is a sense of for myself anyways of defeat of like the frequency in which this you come across someone who would meet all of these needs for me anyways I just it's so limited and then when you add into that the dating apps world and the way that people treat each other on those it's like atrocious um and it's all of these very surface level like snooty snippy small careless inconsiderate interactions it's exhausting it's careless it's not kind like don't get me wrong nothing's perfect and humans and relationships easily get messy um that's not like okay if you're choosing to be in relation with another human regardless of whether it's romantic or friendship like it's at some point it's going to get a little messy that's just what happens because we're humans but like the lack of kindness and the lack of consideration and showing up and just like even for strangers you don't really know which not that you need to show up for everyone but just like it again reinforces this idea of just like people being shallow or selfish and or like and then in my perspective it was just like damn like what is the point of getting married if the examples that I have to live from in real life that I've seen is women overworking and taking care of other people when I don't want to have to do that and then I'm not like I'm going to end up getting less out of the relationship than a man than the man I am with would if I follow along with this trajectory that has historically been the case. Now, things are changed, okay? I also have autonomy and can choose for myself. Also, they, if I exist with these opinions, feelings, thoughts, there's got to be some man out there. <laughs>
hopefully find them. Hopefully they live on this continent or one that I travel to at the same time. <laughs> so you never know. Okay. Um, but like, it's just an interesting conversation that I feel like is coming up and especially, you know, slowly getting older. And I know there are pressures, even if I don't really have a desire to get married or have kids, there's still questions that come up for me. Like I've never really want to have kids. I used to be like a 95% don't want them. I'm now maybe an 80% don't want them. It's still like quite heavy now, but again for me I'm like okay well what if one day I changed my mind when I'm a little bit older or what happens if I met someone where I met the right person that made me go oh actually I would want to have kids with you you know I doubt again that's going to happen because it hasn't been a feeling yet and uh kids make me uncomfortable but (laughs) um yeah I just it's like it's interesting it's it's interesting and I don't know. I don't have, it's like in this dating relationship world, it's difficult. And I think the other thing, like, especially with Instagram and, and you know, the dating culture that's around the idea that like being in a relationship holds you back. No, not everybody has this. Obviously there's still lots of people my age getting engaged who are already married, blah, blah, blah. Like again, but increasingly so there's a group of us or people in society that are like, oh my God, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, oh yeah that the relationship's gonna end up holding you back like because relationships do take energy so if you now because we have a FOMO and Instagram social media and we have all these ideas or say things that we want to do um that it's like some for me anyways it feels like there's this idea that like being in a relationship is gonna take hold me back from being able to achieve those things rather than being able to achieve them because which like in some ways yeah that's a part of the deal is you you compromise you have to sacrifice certain things um you have to consider another person that's the whole point of being in a relationship so yes it will however um in a healthy one it should enhance your life right like it should support you and enhance your life so it shouldn't really be too much of a problem. It should in the majority of cases, assuming you're someone that works better in relationships, which I think most people do and or you would like one, that it would actually end up making your life better. It's just a matter of finding that and and believing that and like, I don't know, like someone who would enhance your life. Like there's just so many questions around this topic that is like, I don't know, as someone that's getting older and like with the dating and and would I want to get married? Like they're just coming up more. And I guess thinking about relationships and the roles that it plays in my life and the role that someone would play in my my life, it's coming up for me. And I'm questioning these things alongside those dilemmas. And yes, sorry again, pause, side note. I don't have answers to this. This is just me thinking out loud. Um, sharing thoughts and opinions um hopefully that little exercise at the beginning kind of brings you some help so that was like a little nugget there but this isn't going to be hey i have answers okay it never is this is just an interesting topic of discussion if someone can relate to these emotions or feelings you're not the only one out there that's really why i'm doing this okay so the other kind of in conjunction big word with that is the fact the interesting topic and this kind of again getting a little bit of a step more meta less specific because we're kind of started like oh very specific to you and then kind of dating culture in general and then now i'm talking like human connection and wellness and human beings and all of that so i watch a lot of Brene brown okay 
or watch. I mean, yeah, I guess watch. Uh, lots of Brene Brown, lots of relationship stuff on and off, like human connection, trauma. Um, it's the topic I want to study. I feel like I've mentioned that in previous podcasts many times. So again, um, that I read a lot of books or like watch a lot of things, consume a lot of content on this topic. And one of the things that is brought up, I know specifically by Brene Brown. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I know I feel like I mentioned her all the fucking time. I'm so sorry. She's amazing. But like also Michaela, like maybe do other things. Um, (laughs) it's just the first place I heard language to this. And something that I thought about a lot is like, because I used to very much believe like I don't, (laughs) which is incorrect. And I have changed my mind since because we are allowed to, grow up and change your mind without punishing where we were before because when you learn better you do better and or just changing who you were or who you want to be so side note permission um I used to think like I didn't really need to be in a relationship because if I worked hard enough I could find out these things for myself on my own that is not true because um and as myself having learned being in a relationship now although no it's not terribly long um, is that there are certain things that you only learn by being in close relation with someone else, um, and other people. So whether that's friendships, family, but then in the context of a romantic relationship, which is its own category. So they, you can't learn every part of yourself without being in relation with other people. It's just not possible. There are certain qualities and characteristics, responses, etc., feelings, whatever that will come up only by being in intimate relation with someone else or other people and so that was brought up by Brene Brown and I found that really interesting because and I think it was specifically in the the Dr. Vivek Murphy the loneliness um, episode she did last year like early or early pandemic 2020 something like that but basically um, ended up talking about the idea that like or the punishment which I've seen come up in a couple of other places as well the idea that it's when it we're talking about loneliness or perhaps the reason of thinking of these questions or wanting to be in relation with other people there's this other kind of trope that comes around especially for people that are single um that you need you have to focus on like focus on you like be good with yourself be able to do things on your own like really build your sense of self and then you'll find someone then somebody will come along likewise if you're going into a relationship like because you're lonely like you shouldn't be going into a relationship like that's not the right reasoning and I used to more subscribe to that mindset and kind of follow along with that and that's what I thought again not really my fault considering that's kind of thrown around everywhere however what they brought up in that episode that was really important or I guess changing for me and especially because it's it's uh, backed by like science and whatnot, you know, that's them, their own research. Okay, I don't have details on that, unfortunately, for this episode, but you cannot heal on your own challenges, issues, problems that came up as a result of close relation to other people or another person. You don't necessarily need that person to heal it, obviously, but you cannot heal that on your own. If it is a issue that came up in the context of a dynamic between you and say a partner, you are only going to heal that by being in close relation to a partner and like working through that. You can't just magically heal everything 
on your own. A lot of things, yes, like go to therapy. There's lots of like personal trauma things, like all of that. But even if you were to do that work, putting something into practice is a very different thing. So you might have those learnings and the tools from doing your therapy, reflecting, meditating, self-reflection, learning, health, whatever. But you can't actually put that into practice until you are in relation with someone else. And the thing about how like trauma works or our patterning is that's where we're most likely to fall. So although you might have a built some type of capacity of awareness of yourself, like it's very powerful, I guess, even on a neurological level of falling into those patterns. And if you really want to rebuild that pattern, you're not going to be able to do it fully, completely on your own. You need other people to learn that so I guess the most obvious example when I'm thinking of this and what I'm or when I'm talking about it what I'm thinking of is when it comes to like attachment style like if I have an anxious attachment or I'm avoidantly attached I might be able to go go to therapy and like do all this stuff really really work on it on my own but those triggers don't come up until I am in relate close relation with someone else right so it's only until then that if I have say I'm anxiously attached and I it's only going to come up until I'm close to someone that triggers those things. And then you need somebody else. And apparently as the data shows, according to what they were talking about, like you would need somebody else to be there in order to build that up. And the same thing, I guess, specifically in the context of loneliness, not so much attachment style, is that in order to like be a sufficient, strong, independent, like person, autonomous human, you need to have loving and trusting, reliable relationships. But in order to build loving, trusting, reliable relationships, you need to have some sense of self, self-autonomy self and self-reliance. So it's a bit of a chicken in the egg, egg situation in the context of loneliness of you can't fully be quote unquote independent and autom- autonomous because we are social species and you need other people. But at the same time, you can't completely rely on other people and you can't like thrive in community and connection with others if you don't have a pretty well-developed sound sense of self as well. And so when I'm then thinking about this con- this concept that was discussed in the in the specific context of loneliness, and you can listen to that podcast again, it was Dr. Vivek Murthy, Brene Brown, I fucking love that podcast. Um, I applied it then to relationships and as I've heard this come up a couple different things I think there's a couple like memes and stuff I follow a lot of therapists on Instagram okay so that's why again this is me like learning from a lot of other people this isn't me my ideas are teaching others it's like learning on my own come along for the journey okay it's like okay if I'm applying this to relationships it's the same idea that to expect yourself to be perfect before going into relationship with another person is impossible because we're never going to be perfect ever as people. And there's this narrative, despite that, that as a single person, especially as someone who, if you, I mean, it, I don't get it as much and I don't care as much because I don't, I don't need to be in a relationship and I know, nor do I, do I specifically desire to be in one right now, especially with the way my fucking life is. Um, <laughs> side note. Um, however, I eventually would like to find someone. I, I actually do think I function better in relationships just cause I love my independence, but I do love a team sport. Okay. I love people. I love connection. I love having 
intimate relationships. They're really important to me. So I would eventually like one. I just I don't need to have one right now. So it doesn't affect me. But for a lot of people where if you are actively like, okay, I want to be, I want to find someone, like I want to date, you know, which is hard enough, the whole other topic of like a woman claiming that. It's just like, oh my God, now you're desperate, you're needy, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever stereotypes, it's annoying. Um, not talking about that in detail here, but if that comes up and you're like, oh, I want to find someone, I feel like frequently, like I've heard, even if it's not directly to me, but conversations around me of like, oh, well you need to do like, make sure you're good on your own or like some advice over the years of like, oh, well like stop looking so hard for someone, like just live your life and somebody will come along. I don't fully believe either of those stories because frankly, Like the people, most of the time it's coming from people who are in relationships that it's like, that was just luck to be completely honest. Most of the time, it's just like, okay, it just, it happens because, but other people, it's also like, no, you diligently put in the work to look for someone. And it's like, I think the point of the matter is nobody really fucking knows because no one can know. And so it's like a way to give comfort to someone who clearly is struggling but that information isn't completely accurate. Um, and then also, if in the context of giving it to someone who has been like like myself, say for example, again, I'm not really looking for one right now, but if I were, like someone who does a lot of stuff on their own where you're like, you're, you have a very strong sense of self. You're still learning about yourself, obviously, because we're constantly always changing, especially as me being in my 20s, like I'm going to change a lot. Okay, I know it, I get it. Um, even though I'm not through it yet. I've been told many times by people that are older. Um, you're going to change a lot in your twenties and you're going to grow and learn more about yourself. But my sense of self is very developed. Like I'm good on my own. Like I, I don't, like I don't need someone to take care of me. Would I like it sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Do I want a good cuddle? Absolutely. Do I want someone to come home to? Yes. Do I want someone to text first about when you're excited about an achievement? Absolutely. Okay. But do I need those things to function? No. Am I dictating my life off of not having those things trying to find it no would I like it yes like it's like there's this weird I guess thing or almost like a judgment of like you're just not developed enough on your own and if you were that's you would find somebody and it's interesting because I'm naturally now like a thought that just came to me I don't know if this is the same messaging that men get because this is the messaging that women get which is why which feeds into the idea that women end up doing our idea, the real reality um, that women end up doing a lot more emotional labor because they look inwards that, Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. So I'm going to improve myself to do more for others. Whereas like, this is actually like statistically shown as a fact that men look outside of themselves. If there's a problem or an issue, they don't tend to, for the majority of men automatically go inwards for it. They typically go outwards again more details I'm not a scientist okay but I do know that is a study that has been mentioned several times over the years to me it's come up in different contexts so read that if you will um I don't have all the details okay I'm not a scientist so I will check myself if I need to but that is and also my experience of emotional labor yeah it's valid um so yeah I guess that's interesting a whole other side of like the messaging that women get compared to men particularly in the context of having wanting to look for a relationship or something else but then it's difficult because it's basically this idea when (sighs) taking the concept that was discussed by Brene where like the chicken and the egg where you can't really fully develop these things without like it's like blaming someone for their loneliness of you're lonely because you need to be more okay on your own and find solitude where you are and I'm like yeah life doesn't work that way and I think it's really like 
as someone who struggles my whole life with loneliness very deeply, it's never gone away that it's like, it's such a minimization of the issue, I guess. And it's usually from people that don't struggle with loneliness as much or haven't been in positions where they have to deal with deep amounts of loneliness, um, or at least in my experience. And so that's the difficult part. And also if you like, you can't work on these things. And even like when it comes to then relation issues of like, Oh, well you like, you have to heal yourself first before getting in a relationship. It's like, well, no person's perfect. And to a degree, yeah, you know what? If you need to take a break, take a break. And sometimes if you, if you're like a serial, serial monogamous and all you've been is like monogamous, monogamous, monogamous relationship one after the other. Yeah. You know what? Take some time to figure out you. Cause it's important. Like that is a totally valid statement, but like it's also like, how do you know when, you know, I think that's the, that's the difficult part. And the, the reality is nobody really knows when, like you can try to name this or that. And obviously there might be more clear examples of, ah, it's probably not the best time, babe, or whatever, you know, like, yeah, okay. There's those can be clear for sure. But it's just interesting. This like general narrative on relationships and this like, oh, it'll just happen when it happens. But I'm like, okay, but if you don't put yourself out there and actually make yourself available, people aren't going to know or you're not going to find the other people that are also interested in finding a relationship. But like at the same time, you can't do it too much all the time. And also that would be so emotionally laborious and stressful and exhausting, like all of those reasons as well. And then on top of that, like a lot of the healing for you know relational issues emotional issues or like loneliness like existential like those you know various different things that all humans will struggle with with in some capacity or another they're healed managed developed learned from in the context of relations and relationships throughout our lives like again because we are social creatures so it's just it's really interesting I think when you're looking at this like scientific explanation on data about like human connection and relationships and then you look at like the media and the world and like the answers that are being thrown out there, they're just not lining up at all. And it's just, I mean, it's just like the moral, I guess, at the end of the day is like nobody really knows like Nobody knows. And I feel like a lot of that when other people are trying to kind of come up with an answer, it's typically try to soothe some type of um, aching. And it's also like related to the other everybody's discomfort with sitting in uncomfortable emotions and the fact that we don't practice that at societally very often. And we turn to numbing of various sorts or desensitization. So then when your friends or loved ones bring up difficult topics that trigger things within yourself, that you're... Um, reaction to that feeling within yourself is to kind of stifle it by offering like whatever first piece of advice or most common piece of advice that comes to mind whether you're consciously aware of it or not and I feel like that's usually what's happening in those contexts but again like we're not supposed to psychoanalyze oh maybe not (laughs) it has been an hour 645 um okay went on a bit of a tangent but I guess yeah it's just difficult because nobody knows and I guess for myself as someone where it's like, ah, like it would be nice to find someone. I would like to find a partner one day. That would be really nice. I have always wanted to find some type of a life partner and like sharing moments and intimacy and physical touch and all of these things. But at the same time, it's just like, ah, like when, 
how do you find this person? Like what qualities, you know, what I talked about in the beginning, like what, what exactly am I looking for? Are you looking for what we're all looking for individually? Then it's the worries, the concerns societally or the, the current status of dating and relationships and climate, if you will, which then that I just kind of briefly buzzed over like dating apps and hookup culture and blah, 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 like without really diving into it. But then there's also like the actual climate of the world, which is to be considered because, you know, it, it can't be separated. And then finally, like the the narratives that we're told when it comes to asking these questions of like, should I be in a relationship? Should I not? Like, what am I looking for? What does this mean for myself, my life? And then, you know, circle back to even like your own narratives of within yourself and within myself that what is it that what are the stories that I've been told? And you know what? Uh, yeah. Like, what are the stories that I have been told and do they really suit me anymore for the type of life I want to work towards? And if not, can I let them go or change them? And like rewriting those stories. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by that. I've the, like there's a couple of books I read that are on like narratives and psycho psychoanalysis and psych, psychotherapy. Um, a couple of indigenous psychotherapists, actually. This one book is the neuroscience the neuroscience of self transformation. Wow, I fucked that up real bad. The neuroscience of self transformation through story. It was by an indigenous psychologist. I believe, maybe a psychotherapist, something to do with psychology. Okay. Fantastic book. Really interesting combining science and psychology, psychotherapy with indigenous knowledge and teachings and storytelling and, and like releasing trauma and releasing stories. Fantastic. It also had practical tips throughout the books based off case studies that this um, doctor like had. Very, very cool. Um, so if you can read that book, do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's there's so much questioning like the narratives within ourselves with others like where is this coming from does it serve me and maybe perhaps to leave a quote a thought on that because I don't want to leave you completely hanging in a sense of like oh my god you know maybe you don't feel that way okay but I'm I if you are I don't want to leave you so leave hanging so I'll help out a little bit but Tara Brock my friend sent me a podcast very much needed last week about like store, I think stories and letting basically like habitual patterning and Buddhism. Um, and anyways, she, in that podcast, one of the questions she brought up in an exercise, which was really valuable that I think would be perhaps interesting to leave this podcast episode off on more reflecting exercises for y'all. Congrats. Here you go is what are the stories and narratives that I'm telling myself? Are they still serving me with where I am and where I want to go? And lastly, most importantly, the piece that really stuck out while I was listening to that episode who would I be and what would my life look like if I decided to let go of that story that I'm still hanging on to that doesn't quite fit right anymore? So I'm going to leave that there. 
because this is a whole bunch of reflection talking out loud. Maybe that's what I should call the podcast. Okay. Cause I saw somebody else had called their podcast topics of interest it really pissed me off. Cause it was not there seven months ago and they uploaded more episodes, but I'm like, yo, I started this before or at least I think I did. Maybe it didn't. Okay. Can't verify anyways. Um, okay. There you are. <laughs> thinking out loud, talking out loud. I hope that was interesting, entertaining to, to listen to. Perhaps you just learned more about a different perspective or found some comfort in someone that shares similarly to you or voiced some language to emotions, thoughts, feelings that you've had in the past. And I hope that you take some of these exercises and you try them. If you haven't and you're interested, like really that reflecting on what I'm looking for was really interesting for myself anyways um even though i'm not really crazy about dating right now and i'm fucking in the middle of nowhere <laughs> so not like i'm gonna be dating anyone anyways um that's a whole other story that's not important so that's it it's been an hour thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it i hope it brought you value I hope it wasn't fucking boring. I feel like I got in a bit of a groove the last 20 minutes there. So I feel like that really saved it, even if I was hella repetitive during the beginning of the podcast. Okay. I have to go. I have to hit legs back something. Hit something. Hit something up. Okay. Time to scare the boys at the gym. Thank you for listening. Love you. And I will see you in the next episode. This has been Michaela Starrett on Topics of Interest. Bye.